how are you now? <laughs> how are you now? Um, this is another one of those nights where I'm, I'm wondering if maybe uh, I need a different uh, intro saying or whatever you want to call it um, because <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens lose 4-1 to one to the St. Louis Blues in Missouri. Uh, hello and welcome to episode uh, 29 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I am pissed off. I'm pissed off. Um, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to, to what's really pissing me off. Um, uh, that game is a big part of it. Um, I also had you know power surges going on throughout the entire game. So... You know, the, the one thing I enjoy is watching Montreal Canadiens games as, as bad as they are this season. And, of course, can't even do that properly right now. This goddamn windstorm going through Quebec right now that's just absolutely destroying my power on a regular basis. So, uh, wonderful. Anyways, uh, what happened in this one? Well, it, it really did not uh, go well for the Habs whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> right from the very beginning, it seemed... Uh, they were getting outshot pretty badly in the first period. Um, the The final shot tally for the first period was 12-6. to six, And, of course, um, not even two minutes into the game. Uh, Yoel Armia throws the puck the wrong way in his own zone, towards his own net. Uh, Jake Allen makes the initial save, but Pavel Buchnevich gets the rebound, uh, collects the one nothing goal, I think it was about a minute and 50 seconds in, tops. Not even two minutes. Uh, already not going well for the Montreal Canadiens. Not a very good period at all. Not a very good period. And just under 10 minutes into the second period, uh, it gets worse. So Dakota Joshua cuts in towards the net, scores a beautiful goal on Jake Allen, actually, to make it 2-0. It's a really beautiful goal, honestly, by Dakota uh, Joshua there. And Matthew Pekka, former Hab, got a point, got an assist on that goal. So how nice is that? How nice is that? And then... Um, with about five minutes later, uh, I think it was five minutes later, Ivan Barbashev scores, makes it 3 nothing. It's like, all right, the route's on, or are we really going to get like destroyed with a, a 7 or 9 nothing laugher here or something? Uh, not quite. Uh, the Habs do get one back early in the third period. Uh, Habs are buzzing a little bit. There's a bit of a scramble uh, near the net, and the puck comes back to Alexander Romanov, who's stepping down from the blue line, fires a beautiful shot uh, from the top of the circle, makes it 3-1. to one. You know, we're feeling pretty good. Like, maybe there's a comeback here. Who knows? Nope. <laughs> Mike Hoffman in the box. Just under 10 minutes to play. Uh, puck gets back to the point. An absolute bullet from Tori Krug makes it 4-1 to one for the St. Louis Blues. And that's how it would end. That was the final score. 4-1 to one for the St. Louis Blues. So, uh, why am I so pissed off? Why, why am I this pissed off about a 4-1 loss when, you know, like most people, I'm expecting the team to lose games at this point. They have <clears throat> too many players who are injured for me to legitimately expect them to go on any kind of a winning streak. But what I would like from the coaching staff is some actual focus on development, right? Let's just go down the list. The five least used players by Dominique Ducharme in this particular loss. Ryan Paling, Laurent Dauphin, Jesse Lonen, uh, Michael Pizzetta, and Cedric Paquette. I agree with Paquette. Honestly, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't think Paquette should be playing. I think there's there's the excuse right now that he has is that, obviously, they have a lot of players injured, so they, they can't really afford to take him out of the lineup necessarily. But I like the fact that he is the least used forward. I don't like the fact that 
the the other four are all young players that the Montreal Canadiens are, are hoping to develop, that are hoping that maybe some of these guys can become regular NHL players. Why are they the least used forwards on the roster? Why are you not spreading out the minutes a little bit more? Why are you not giving them some opportunities? Jesse Lonan, I mean, he was playing big minutes for the Rocket. Why not leave him down there and call up a, a veteran guy like Alex Belzil, right? What's the point of having these guys up there if you're not even going to be trying to develop them, right? Michael Pizzetta, I thought, played a pretty good game, and he was the second least used forward next to Cedric Paquette. Um, honestly, that looked like one of Michael Pizzetta's best games in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. Why is he not getting more minutes? Why are we not giving him a few more looks? You know, um, <laughs> Laurent Dauphin um, didn't play great, but, like, you know, again, same thing. Why not, if you're not going to use them, leave them in Laval? Bring up the veterans then, right? Right now, at this point in the season, with how bad the Habs are, there's no reasonable expectation that they could possibly make the playoffs. So what should we be doing? I'll say the same thing that I said last episode, goddammit. Dominique Ducharme, if he walks into an exit interview with a new general manager and all he has to show is a shitty record and nobody really took any significant steps forward, he doesn't have a case to stay. He's coaching for his job, but he's acting like he's still trying to coach to win games. And, and he trusts the veterans more, and that's why he plays veterans more. I, I don't have another explanation for it. I, I struggle to understand what exactly he's doing. I mean, at the end of the game, um, they asked him what happened and what did he say. He said uh, they didn't have a lot of jump and he felt like energy. It's like, you know, whose job is it to, to get their energy levels up, right? Whose job is it to motivate the team? It's it's obviously not your fault that all these injuries have happened. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to blame him for the injuries. But even when you didn't have that many injuries, the team wasn't doing well. And they had a lot of games where they were lacking energy, where they were lacking jump. I don't think you're a good motivator. I don't think you are. And I also, again, let's go back to what I said earlier, I don't think that you're focusing on development. I think you're still trying to win games. And listen, winning games is not really going to happen. Even when this team is healthy, they're not doing well. So you should be focusing on development and focusing on trying to have something that you can bring to your future boss, whoever they hire, and say, look, here's what I accomplished this season, right? Um, for example, like I'm not saying that this would necessarily happen, but you got Jesse Lonan up there who was doing great things for Laval. Great things for Laval. Laurent Dauphin had like 11 goals for Laval before he got called up. If you could show that just one of those guys by the end of the year, if you could show some numbers and be like, listen, this guy's ready for a legitimate NHL job. And <clears throat> here's what I did during the course of the season to get him to that point. I put him on, on this line and we gave him this many minutes a night. I mean, right now, using them as some of your least used forwards, at what point are you legitimately going to be able to say if any of them becomes an NHLer that you had anything to do with it? You won't. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I hate people. I don't hate him. I guess I don't hate him. Um, I'm just, I'm fed up. I mean, I was looking at the, the lines at practice this morning, and he had Jake Evans on the wing again. Uh, Jake, I'm not going to spend too much time on that because Jake Evans obviously was injured, didn't end up playing, but it drove me nuts. It drove me absolutely nuts to see that, knowing that if Jake Evans was available tonight, he would have been playing him on the wing. I mean, <laughs> this is a guy who 
figures to be part of your rebuild at center, which is his position, and you're going to play him on the wing. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Cedric Paquette there for whatever reason and playing like, what did he play, seven minutes? <laughs> played seven minutes? You're going to have him wasting a spot? Like, honestly, spread the minutes out. Like, this is, I'm not just talking about Jake Evans anymore. Spread the minutes out and even out your lines. And, like, honestly, let, let's roll four lines. Let's find out what everybody's able to do, right? Some of the lines that he barely used actually did the best in that game against the Blues. Like, you look at um, only five minutes and 27 seconds of uh, even strength time on ice for Mathieu Perrault with Laurent Dauphin at center and Cole Caulfield on the other side. They had, uh, what did they have? An expected goals for of 51.46%. And this was on, uh, you know, a shot share percentage or a shot attempt share percentage of 62.50%. They were, they were a very strong line, but only five minutes and 27 seconds of uh, even strength ice time. Meanwhile, his top line, um, which again, they, they did pretty well, so I, I won't really fault him for this, was uh, Lekkonen with Suzuki and Hoffman. They did great, but they played 11 minutes and 33 seconds, so he kept that line together. Everybody else, he's kind of just blending it. Like, he had the line blender out at one point. He even had, um, where did he, he had, he had Drouin playing center for 5 minutes and 25 seconds uh, with Cole Caulfield and uh, Yoel Armia. Like, what are you doing, man? Just get some consistency. Focus on giving minutes to the younger players. And spread the minutes out. Like, uh, I guess um, at this point I should probably do my my silver lining, right? Uh, And really I was tempted to give this one uh, to Cole Caulfield because he looked like, to me, uh, the best forward for the Montreal Canadiens on the ice. Uh, I was also tempted to give it to Jake Allen again. He played pretty well despite giving up four goals. Um, you know, you, you see the way that he is in his net, and I, I legitimately think every time he plays, he's upping his trade value, and I think they're going to be able to make something happen before the deadline with him. Uh, but who am I giving it to tonight? It's going back to Alexander Romanov. Um, man, he, he is really improving this year, and the one thing I will say uh, positively for Dominique Charme is he does appear to trust Romanov. He's giving him a lot of minutes, um, and you know what? He's being rewarded. He's being rewarded. I mean, Romanov looked great. Uh, he threw a huge hit uh, at one point. I think it was in the second period. It was reminiscent of the Larry Robinson, Gary Dornhauer hit where he where he broke the boards back in like 1976. Uh, I wasn't even alive, but I, I remember that hit because it's it's uh, a video that you can go look up on, on YouTube if you look at just Larry Robinson, Gary Dornhauer. Uh, you will find the hit, and it's it's a massive hit, and it looks a lot like the one that Romanov laid. He's so good and so clean at hitting. He always drives through with the shoulder. His hands are down, um, and he just gets so much <clears throat> power uh, in, in the hits that he's able to land. It, it's amazing. And then the goal, right? I mean, he came down from the blue line, uh, gets the puck top of the circles, easy, quick. Uh, it was a bit of a wrist shot. Maybe it was a snapshot. I don't know. I have to go back and look at it. Uh, it was a great shot. Seeing eye shot through bodies, found the net. You know, he's getting much, much better defensively, it seems like, with every game. Um, and then he's he's getting his offensive game going as well. So this is good news, right? Him taking a step forward this season would be uh, a great silver lining overall to the season. 
uh, you know, the season's a shit sandwich. Uh, he could make it a lot more tolerable if he becomes, a, you know, a legitimate top four defenseman. And he's looking more and more like he could be that. So that's your silver lining for the night. And it's a good one. I'm going to end it there. Uh, we're running what? Uh, over 13 minutes. So, grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Certainly bigger than that of Cédric Paquette. Um, anyways, might be, I, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, might do a few of these for the, the World Juniors. I don't know if people would be interested in it or not, but uh, I'm certainly going to be very interested in the World Juniors. And I think most Habs fans will be as well. Uh, Shane Wright looks like he's going to be there. Uh, Joshua Roy uh, actually scored tonight in their, in their prep game. So there's a chance that we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, an already on the Habs prospect plus Caden Gooley, who's our, so two, two Habs prospects on the team, plus they're in the running for the Shane Wright sweepstakes, uh, sweepstakes, Jesus. So uh, it could be a very interesting tournament to be watching uh, for Habs fans. Um, so it should be fun. Maybe I'll do a few episodes for that. Uh, anyways, we are on what? We're on Spotify, uh, Google Play, we're on Apple, we're on Megaphone. I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Um, as you guys know, we will be back with another episode after the next Habs game, and hopefully it'll be a little bit better than uh, <laughs> this last one, or these last two, really, uh, because, you know, we could use something to, to smile about. We could use something a little bit more entertaining, uh, but we're going to have to wait. Next game is going to be on Tuesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we'll see you then. Of course, as always, à la prochaine.